When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never really thought about tools until I bought a house in the suburbs. It's like this weird homeowner test if I need a tool for a project and don't have it. And my neighbor Ted loves to give me that look when I ask to borrow a pole saw. A year ago, I didn't even know pole saws existed. And now I gotta borrow one from Ted? What is happening? Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Hello again, and welcome to Crime in Music. I'm your host, Brian G. Kingsley, and with me as always, my friend Ben Rupel. What's happening, Brian? Every other once in a while, we'll bring you a new true crime podcast about people in and around the music industry and their misadventures into law-breaking. If you like music history, murder mystery, people with eccentricity, you've stumbled onto the right podcast, my friends. Speaking of friends, share with a friend, tell a relative. Right now, we're trying to get the nice people of Canada. Canada. If you have friends in Sexsmith, Head Smash and Buffalo Jump, Wawa, or St. Louis, Tahaha, send them your favorite episode. Tell them to check us out. If a man asks for help, you help him. Those are some fun names. Did you look Those are all, all real you, places. I, I know. He must have looked all funny. Can it, Google funny Canadian city names. It's exactly the, the search. Those, yeah, those would have been the names that Bugs Bunny would have referenced if he was Canadian. You know, like when he would dig a hole and come up in the wrong spot, he would say, "I'm looking for Walla Walla, Washington." Nope. Walla Walla, Washington, Albuquerque. That's another good one. Kalamazoo. I mean, oh, we're Michigan people. No. We got some weird ones. So uh, if you are from any of those places in Canada or the places I just named, uh, drop us a line. Let us know how you're doing. Our email is feedback at crimeandmusic.com or find us on any and all the social medias at Crime and Music where my favorite things are speak pipe. You can go to our website, leave us a message, just hit the record button. You don't have to leave your name or anything. Let us know how you're doing, what's going on. We'll have some later in the show, for example. You can stick tuned to the end and uh, we'll give you a speak pipe example. But uh, hey, now that we got all that out of the way, how's it going? Good, good. Yeah, I, I had a full, full uh, day of baseball here this evening. We um, 
didn't take home the gold. We took home the, the silver. We came in second in the game tonight. Oh, you know that's the worst. I mean, the Seinfeld bit. The silver, what happened? What'd you do? You didn't tie your shoes? You wake up late? What happened? Well, when there's only two teams playing and you take the silver home, that's not good. So, you know, we lost. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. The kids. There you go. I, I, I wish I could say they did good. They're, they did good at parts of the game. Our, our pitching did okay. But our our batting, not not so much, not so much. That's the, those are two halves. Now I mean, that reminds me, uh, I had a bass player one time, uh, buddy Bob, Bobby, Bobby, and uh, Bobby got into bodybuilding, and so Bobby, what did, Bobby hold goes on, to repeat, his, repeat that Bobby got into bodybuilding. Bobby Bobby got into bodybuilding, and so uh, he was doing a competition, and uh, he came in fifth, and I was like, hey, that's not bad. And then they were like, dude, there's only five people, and I was like, oh, nice job. Buggy, baby, Bobby, buggy, bumper, bodybuildings. Man, you gotta, yeah, you gotta do your uh, vocal warm ups before you get on the mic, buddy. Yeah, lion face, Arr, lemon face, ooh, lion face, Arr, lemon face. Ooh. <laughs> I got more of a lime, lime face. I, I see. No lemons, no lion. Just a lime, 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 and some uh, gin face. I swear to God, every time I hear you, it's like you're a you got a pitcher of mint juleps at the uh, Kentucky Derby every time. That's what I envision. Just big glass pitcher, mint in it. When our listeners hear that, I want them to think of Dudley Moore in the movie Arthur. Arthur, that's yes. where I was at. It's like just, Arthur, where he's like walking around with a rocks glass, just like you know, busting through a room in a tuxedo, you know, saying a little something <laughs> to this guy, walking over to the other guy, just a butterfly in the. Oh, and, that's you. Yeah, and it's just. Yeah, I mean, going I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys know this, but Ben does wear a tuxedo every time he goes to a party. I mean, that's his standard outfit. So if you ever see him out and about, he's the guy in the tuxedo. Well, yeah, so. except for in this last year and a half or so, we've been doing all of our parties virtually. I just wear a tuxedo on the top half. The tuxedo T-shirt. Yeah, yeah tuxedo. That's yeah, more. Well, at least some, then no. I see the bottom half, so I'm just nude, mostly just. If nude. you <laughs> just Donald ducking it right just there, just a hair diaper, shirt cocking it. Uh, yeah, if you come to our live show, you will see Ben in the full tuxedo. In the- that is a promise. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll get it. <laughs> reference reference episode 68 to remind me. There you go. There you go. Yep. Just signs with 68. He's not wearing a tuxedo. Which one is he? I don't know. Hey, you know uh, what our next episode is? <laughs> I do. What is it, Ryan? It's episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You better come up with a special one for that. Oh, oh, it'll be as special as the actual 69 is. All what right, is well, I'm, 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 I'm itching. I'm itching for a dub. I need a dub here, bud. Oh, dude. I had you, a loss. You... We got a loss tonight of baseball. I need a win here on the guest, the guest. <laughs> Big time. We will tee this up for you. Okay, because in this episode, we're going to talk about fire. Okay. Violence. Mm-hmm. All right. And dollar dollar bills, y'all. Um, Okay. All right, does it have anything so, to do with the, oh, what's her name? The girl that burned down what's-his-name's house. Oh, this is not our Left Eye Lopez episode. No, that's okay. a, you can you can find that. That'll be on our website under the two-minute episode sections. Um, Upcoming, not out yet. So, okay. but yeah, that's going to be a two-minute episode. All right. Well, okay. No, okay. I was going to say, are we guessing? Because I didn't start the music. No, okay. And it's time for everybody's favorite game. Guess the guess. Yeah, no, I thought that would be cool if I would have accidentally guessed one before the music. Just totally put a oh, big, dude. huge, 
big, huge bucket of water on the fire of the fun fire of Guess the Gasket. That yeah. would be hilarious. You already guessed it. Yep. Well, I, I, when I sent you the calendar invite for the recording session, I, I included the guest name, so I thought you already knew. So. No, you must revoke that little calendar. Very thing. quickly, I, I as fast as I could. No, <laughs> I, I don't know how technology works anyways. So I am a master of technology. Anyway, it's, al- it's, always, uh, it's always a struggle to get the episode sent over to you after I record it. Oh, it's amazing the spectrum we're on, but as far as the, yeah, technical ability. But anyway, hey, let's not get countered down, uh, bogged down on that. Let's get into guess the guess because you've right. only got a minute fifteen left. That's all I need. All right, no, I bet you, I bet you do. You should know this person. Um, they call them Interscope. Interscope them. Okay, it, them. Them. So, I, so I'm far. thinking a group. I got a group in mind. A group. I don't have a group in mind. I'm now thinking of groups. Well, now. let me tell you this one. Uh, he has two different third-person shooter video games based on himself. Ben's a big gamer, everybody. I don't know if you guys two know this, but Ben is a big gamer. third-person video games based on himself. Yeah, some shooters, man. Some okay. third-person shooters based on himself. Did you know that... Um, um, uh, I don't want to get into it. Thirty Van, seconds. Uh, Van Dam was the inspiration for. I think it was Double Dragon, not Double Dragon. Uh, f- uh, the, the fighting one, Mortal Kombat. Oh J- yeah, he was Johnny Cage. Very cool. Yeah, okay. I like Johnny Cage. All right, That's continue. Big. I need. I need this. They, uh, yeah, they call him Boo Boo. Boo Boo. Okay. Um, some people call him Ferrari F fifty. All right. Nope. This is about as close as we get. In a joke, they called him. F- Fotty. I'm sorry. In, in a joke, they called him Fafty. His name is Fafty. Let's go back to the video games. None of that other stuff even rings a bell. <laughs> Are these games I've heard of? I can't tell you the name of the game because it has the guy's name in it, and I don't know. I wasn't familiar with them, no. But no. you're much more into games than me. I'm a Grand Theft Auto friggin' Rocket League guy. That's about the extent of my gaming. Well, so. I have a feeling the games, whatever games it was, were pretty stupid. Like, I'm pretty sure. I uh, see the last clue for me. Uh, the last two clues. If they call him Ferrari F50, and then Fafty was kind of a joke name, who would that be? I don't know. I don't know. Nothing. F50. Nothing's king on anything. Fifty Cent. Oh, he did it out of nowhere. Really. I'm afraid I, I, so, yeah. I, I, I had to walk you to it. But you did. Yeah, I held my here hand all the way to the edge of the slide and then shoved Ferrari me over. F50? Yeah, apparently he's got two different third-person shooter video games. I didn't know that. I thought you might have known that. Like, oh, 50 Cent, yeah, his games are okay. No, I've never heard him had a video game. He's been I around see. for a while, I guess. Maybe somebody tried to get a game up off the ground and thought put, put you know slapping his name on it would make it. Well, there's a continuation. There's a part two. So it's not like it would just happen once, like it was some fluke or something. There's one, and it was successful enough. They made another one. This dude's wicked successful, man. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. He's not just a rapper. Uh, He's not just a a guy from New York. Oh, by the way, we'll get there, too, in a minute. He's got a lot of investments he makes. and uh, I mean, there's gunplay. There's drugs. There's money. There's rap. There's girls. This story's got it all. Oh, he's he's been shot a little bit, right? I was gonna. I was taking a drink of the beer. I'm drinking. I'm drinking a just a basic Sam Adams Summer Ale, just in case anyone wants to play along at the home game. It is summer, summertime. Hey, Will Smith has a new song out. Did you hear that? No. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. What? Yeah, I saw he was fat now, and he's like, "I'm gonna get fit at 50 or something like that." So 
Did you see that part? Yeah, he's 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 big time into fitness. Fitness piece of pizza in his face. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Um, Ric Flair agrees with you. All right, now more to Fitty. Fitty. <laughs> we'll get there too. That's hilarious. You say that. All right. July 6, 1975, that's a familiar year, born Curtis James Jackson III, a.k.a. 50 Cent, in South Jamaica neighborhood of Queens, New York City, USA. He looks like a, what would you say his name was, Curtis Jackson? Curtis James Jackson yeah, III. he looks like that. That's what he looks yes, like his real, I mean, I know his mom didn't name him Fitty. <laughs> we'll get there too. Right. Uh, his mom's name. He's born to parents Curtis James Jackson Jr. Obviously, that's his dad, and then Sabrina. So right out of the gate, guys, let's get this thing straightened out. One: If a man with the same name as his father uses Junior, that's that's a Junior. When a man uh, is named after his father, who is who is a Junior, that guy is called the third. Now we didn't skip second. So if a man is named after his grandfather, uncle, or cousin. He is called the second. So also, senior and junior only apply to living parents of the children. So if a parent and child using the same suffix as senior and junior, but the parent dies, then they are referred to merely as, it would be like Curtis, the, the first, and uh, whatever, um, James the second. So it's not like you're going to be junior and senior anymore because you're dead, so you're no longer junior. I mean, some people work it into their names. So should Curtis James Jackson Sr. tragically die, his son would now be called Curtis James Jackson II, and then the deceased father would be in lovingly remembered by his name, Curtis James Jackson I. So you, you see how, like, junior and senior translate to first and second? Yeah, anyway. a little bit. Where How do, how do you <laughs> get on? I mean, when you're just looking up his name, how would you get on that? Where does that come from? Because I saw the third, and I was like, you're not no one's named the first and i didn't know what the progression was so i just wanted to know well, like how it worked i don't want to so sp- i looked it up i don't want to spend a go. lot i don't want to spend a lot of time on this i think we did already but but go his, ahead gran- and his, his grandfather's the first not called the first his father's the second but that's called junior he's the third and so he is the third if he's called the third well you're only the second if your father dies or you're named after your uncle, uh, grandfather, or cousin. So, junior is reserved for living people. And so, junior and senior are reserved for living people. And then, first and second uh, are for, like, dead people or once people have died. And the third is just the third because you made it out of that whole junior, senior, first, second thing. You're so, the he's, third. he's the third? He is the third. Okay. He is. And, and he will is, always be known as the third. Curtis James Jackson III. Okay. All right. We're going to call him Boo-Boo. Boo-Boo? Boo-Boo. Hey, what up, uh, Boo-Boo? <laughs> that's Yogi. That's my but best that's Yogi. <laughs> that was very good. Whoa, what's going on, Yogi? Go I get can't the pick a nickel baskets. Dude, you're bears. Just eat them. Just eat them, man. Just eat them all. Anyway, uh, Boo-Boo grew up in South Jamaican neighborhood of Queens, New York, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. He was raised by his mom, Sabrina. She was a drug dealer. Um, his mom was a hard woman who raised her son in her own image. One time he came home, he was upset after he got in a fight in kindergarten, and his mom tells him, says, quote, you pick up something and hit him if you have to, but you're not going to come back here crying. I've always said that I'm not good at fighting, so <laughs> I don't think I could ever be good at fighting. So if I actually have to get in a fight, I'm just going to pick up a chair and get a golf club, whatever I can at at arm's reach if i gotta throw a candle at somebody take my shoe off and hit him like a girl yeah. 
I'm, See? I'm, I'm past I'm past being fair. <laughs> and that's right. And that's what gives people like you a chance against someone like me who's studied fighting for like a dozen years now. So yeah, it's all the same. It doesn't matter. It's a, I mean anything can happen in a fight. I, I think I think I can, I think I can still take you in a fair fight, man. Oh, there's no way in hell you could take me in a fair fight. In a dirty oh. fight, I'd give it to you. I would guarantee that. Oh, yeah. You'd probably take me to dirty I fights. Scratch, poke <laughs> eyes, crotch, right. crotch no. stuff. Whatever. <laughs> you and I are the best freaking team up team out there, man. Double dragon, whatever. Buddy cop show. Yeah, we got all bases covered between you and me, man. Ben will poke you in the eyes, and I'll do like a flying Kimura. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll do, whatever, but anyway. I'll do whatever it takes. Whatever. Now, so yeah, he he's apparently the advice from his mother is if somebody hurts you, you whoop their ass with anything you have around. <laughs> Don't be coming back here crying to me about it. You handle your own business. I got drugs to sell. Yeah. Well, now that's going on. 1983, his mom is horrifically killed in a fire. Oh, jeez. According to Boo Boo, rival drug dealers murdered his mother, drugged her, and left her to die of carbon monoxide poisoning. Quote from Boo Boo, quote, Somebody put something in her drink, turned the gas on. After that, every time something went wrong, I'd think, if my mother was here, it wouldn't be like that. That's in 83? Yes. So what, he was like, by eight? Mm-hmm. Wow. Ah, summer ale. Sorry. Right. Was she the only one killed in the house? Was it, a, I mean, a burnt down and crap? Yeah, no, again, she was targeted by rival drug dealers. I mean, this was an assassination. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's one of the problems of that's being a, a drug dealer. I mean occupational hazard for yeah, sure very much an occupational hazard so boo boo would later describe his mother as quote really aggressive really manly really tough but despite that he would still come to miss her dearly she was everything he told oprah as a tear rolled down his cheek was it she was like was my it mother a, was my it a father ta- a tattoo tear no he has not done time at this point yet so. okay after Sabrina's death, he went to live with his grandmother, uh, 161 Street in South Jamaica, where he was raised. He begins boxing at the age of 11. Uh, when he is 14, a neighborhood uh, boxing gym opens up for local youth. Quote from Boo Boo. Quote, when I wasn't killing time in school, I was sparring in the gym or selling crack on the strip. All right. Hey, you got to pay for that gym membership somehow. Yeah, man, it ain't free. No. That's for damn sure. No, they want a lot. Uh, he sells crack during primary school. Quote, I was competitive in the ring, and hip-hop is competitive too. I think rappers condition themselves like boxers, so they all kind of feel like they're the champ. He's kind of a, I mean, you think about you think about the guy. He's, he's been around for a while. You've seen pictures of him. He's kind of a ripped mm-hmm. dude. Oh, he's shredded, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That dude, yeah, he doesn't eat candy. He's like think. right he up there He's not L-L- eating at the candy shop. <laughs> Uh, he's right up there with LL Cool J. I mean, oh, dude, LL Cool J unplugged. I was like, that's I want to look like that dude's physique. That's what I want, man. Not with the deodorant uh, squished under his armpit hair, but like the physique. It's just these dudes are so shredded. I don't know how they do it. Life on the streets is hard, man. I'll take you to the hard. candy shop. We'll get there. Yeah. Age 12, oh Boo Boo begins dealing narcotics when his grandparents think he's in after school programs and he brings guns and drugs and drug money to school. Age 15, Boo Boo buys his first gun. Yeah. Uh, in the 10th grade, he's caught by metal detectors at Andrew Jackson High School. Quote from Boo Boo. What kind of gun well, was I it? Didn't, what kind of gun? I didn't say. A oh. pistol, as they usually are. Uh, he says, quote, I was embarrassed that I got arrested like that. After I got arrested, I stopped hiding it. I was telling my grandmother openly, I sell drugs. <laughs> it's my job. How do you think I pay for that gym membership? <laughs> 
1994, at age 19, he becomes the neighborhood's drug kingpin, doing drug sales worth 150000 a month. Wow. Uh, it is at this time that Boo Boo drops out of high school, I would too, and became a full-time gangster. Man, if it wasn't so dangerous <laughs> and I was worried about being killed by rival drug members and I'm just kind right. of a wimp altogether, I might well, right. deal, deal a little... Little, I uh, see the appeal of some of this. I mean, it. Uh, I'm too scared, but you can make fast money. No, rightfully so. Be scared. June 29th, 1994, Boo Boo was arrested for selling four vials of cocaine to an undercover police officer. He is arrested again three weeks later when police searched his home and found heroin, 10 ounces of crack cocaine, and a starter pistol. Although Boo Boo was sentenced to three to nine years in prison, he served six months in a boot camp. He earns his GED while he's there, and he said he did not use cocaine himself. Never get high on your own supply. Boo Boo adopts the nickname 50 Cent as a metaphor for change. The name is inspired by Kevin Martin, a 1980s Brooklyn robber known as 50 Cent. Quote from Boo Boo is why he chose that name. Quote, because it says everything I want it to say. I'm the same kind of person 50 Cent was. I provide for myself by any means. I'm going to go back a little bit here. Sure. He got arrested. He had a bunch of drugs in his house and this, that, and the other. And a starter right. and a starter pistol. Yeah, man. Now, when you say starter pistol, are you talking about like that thing that they use to, 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 to shoot at the beginning of a foot race? Like on your a tra- like a tra- or Or did you yeah. mean like? The brand starter actually marketed. Think... <laughs> yes, get a windbreaker and this sweet pistola with the yeah. starter pack from a visor, uh, 50 uh, a nice pair of shorts, and uh, back in the day, yeah, you get some uh, and Zubas a, and, 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 a, and a Glock and a, and a forty cal. <laughs> oh yeah, no, right, yeah, take this thirty-eight and some of these uh, zip shoes with uh, <laughs> starter. Cool. All right. That's not what it was. No, I think it was the uh, the track and field one with like the twenty two blanks. He's just trying to be tough, but he doesn't really actually want to hurt anybody yet. Well, so, those starter you know, pistols there you go. actually kind of don't even really look like guns. They're just they're like a I gun mean, without a. I mean, yeah, it looks like a cap gun almost. Which which it's it, which very it is. heavy cap gun. That's literally its function. Yes, nailed it. Good job, Ben. <laughs> That's why you're here. All Age right. 21, Boo Boo begins rapping in his friend's basement, like most all successful rappers do. He uses turntables to record over instrumentals, so he's actually using live records. 1996, a friend introduces him to Jam Master J of Run DMC, who is establishing Jam Master J Records. Now, oh. Jay teaches him uh, how to count bars, write choruses, structure songs, and overall make records. So, so I, got I a didn't protege. Yeah, I didn't know he had contact with him. Yeah, no, me neither. I learned a bunch researching this. It's actually a really cool story, man. But he is so. New York, so yeah, that makes a little sense, right. I guess, right? Neighborhoods. Yeah. So don't worry. There's a stop in Detroit. We'll bring it back home. Oh, I, 1998. I, I, yeah, there's a lot of, there should be a, a big elbow rub with the Detroit scene. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. All right. 1998, Boo Boo's first appearance is on React with Onyx for their first album, Shut Em Down. He credits Jam Master Jay for improving his ability to write hooks, and Jay produces Boo Boo's first unreleased album, so he's got like some underground records. 1999, after Boo Boo left Jam Master Jay, the platinum-selling producer Trackmaster signs him to Columbia Records, so these Trackmasters bring him over to Columbia. Before he signs with Interscope Records, Boo Boo engages in a public dispute with, ja- uh, with rapper Ja Rule and his label Murder Inc. 
Uh, he says that a friend robbed jewelry from Ja Rule and then later accused him of orchestrating the robbery. Ja Rule said that the conflict stemmed from a Queens video shoot when Boo Boo didn't like seeing him, quote, getting so much love from the neighborhood. Mm, there's already beef start. Beefing. March 2000, at the Hit Factory in New York City, Boo Boo has an altercation with Murder Inc. Associates and receives three stitches for a stab wound. Oh, he got stabbed, huh? Rapper Black Child claims responsibility for the stabbing, saying he acted in self-defense when he thought someone reached for a gun. He's got a gun! There's some people that believe that when when the rubber meets the road, it's better to have a knife than a gun because you can, you can, like, charge the person with the gun... And, and stab them and dodge the bullets and get them. And, and, and with a knife, you don't have, like, a limited capacity like a clip on a gun does. So you can just oh, like, dude. keep, like, stabbing people and stuff. Yeah. Though. You want to fight a guy with a gun. Bullets travel in straight lines. Knives don't. Those things go all our way. Just people just hack. Like, it's people who mash buttons. Like, my wife will beat me at most video games because she just mashes a controller. And so, yeah, there's not much I can do about that. But uh, you get a straight line with a bullet. I know where it's going to start and where it's going to end. Yeah, but it, you got to really <laughs> predict it early oh, on. Oh, I'm not doing any of these things. No, I'm going to give people my shoes and stand there and be like, see ya. You do, bye. <laughs> yeah, I, I got more shoes at home. I'll be back here in a half hour with them if you want them. <laughs> Right. You wait here. I'll go get more stuff for you. I'll grab you a pizza Um, on the way, too. All right. Speaking of conflict and beef, uh, Boo Boo will have or has beef with Ja Rule, The Game, Fat Joe, Cameron, Master P, Rick Ross, DJ Khaled, Gunplay, he's a Florida rapper, Meek Mill, uh, DJ Sense, and actor Michael K. Williams from The Wire. Seriously? How does he get so much beef so fast? Dude, he's hardcore, man. Boo Boo doesn't fuck around. I, He's well, just like I don't. I don't like you. I guess you live your life with your mom getting all burned down and drugs and jail and getting stabbed. You start getting a little bit, maybe a little bit back and a little bit um, suspect. You suspect people want to beat you up. Wow. Suspicious. Still, 2000, speaking of suspicious, they sent him to Upstate New York Studios, where he produces 36 songs in two weeks. Damn. Wow. 18 are included on his album Power of the Dollar. Uh, Boo Boo, that's what I was saying. Boo Boo founds Hollow Point Entertainment with former G Unit member Bangum Smurf. Uh, hasn't that name come up before in one of our episodes? I, I believe we may have mentioned Bangum Smurf. Uh, <laughs> if you guys can cite that episode, I'll send you a sticker. Oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah, it's such a weird name. That's all I can. The Smurf part. Much like the Smurf, Boo Boo's popularity begins to grow after the successful, controversial underground single, How to Rob, which he wrote in half an hour car ride to the studio. He's like, I gotta write something real quick, I should do that. The track comically describes how he would rob famous artists. Quote from Boo Boo explaining the rationale behind the song, quote, There's a hundred artists on that label. You gotta separate yourself from that group and make yourself relevant. Okay, now, although How to Rob is intended to be released with Thug Love with Destiny's Child, two days before he's scheduled to film the Thug Love music video, Boo Boo shot and hospitalized. Who shot him? May 24, 2000, Boo Boo is attacked by a gunman outside his grandmother's former home in South Jamaica. After getting into a friend's car, he's asked to return to the house to get some jewelry. Uh, his son's in the house, his grandmother's in the front yard, Boo-Boo returned to the back seat of the car, another car pulls up nearby, an assailant walks up, fires nine shots at close range with a 9mm handgun, Boo-Boo shot in the hand, arm, hip, both legs, chest, and left buttocks cheek. But he alright, uh, he 
all right. Well, he gets some ice cream, hangs out Lieutenant Dan. His facial wounds resulted in a swollen tongue, the loss of his wisdom tooth, and a slightly slurred voice. Um, his friend is wounded in the hand. They were driven to the hospital where Boo Boo spent 13 days. The alleged attacker, Daryl Baum, Mike Tyson's close friend and bodyguard, is killed three weeks later. Quote from Boo Boo about the shooting. Quote, it happened so fast that you don't even get a chance to shoot back. I was scared the whole time. I was looking in their view view mirror like, oh, shit, somebody shot me in the face. It burns, burns, burns. After I got shot nine times at close range and didn't die, I started to think that I must have a purpose in life. How much more damage could that shell have done? Give me an inch in this direction or that, and I'm gone. Oh, yeah, getting shot in the face? <laughs> Dude, yeah. I mean, you, we've talked about a 9 millimeter before not having stopping power, but nine times? Nine times, nine times. I'm not going to do it. But nine times with a 9 millimeter? Dude. Yeah, this is not, That'll slow you down. This is not Booker T. But. No, he was sitting in a car, too. I mean, uh, yeah. it's not like he was standing or walking or moving. He was, like, in an enclosed space. Like, so, you can't. Yeah, and so. Uh, lot, he can't move. A lot of times when there's these, when, the, the, you know, these hip-hop artists and. I mean, just let's say artists in general. They got a beef or a problem or an issue. Why has it got to be hip-hop, Ben? No, that's Why has it got to be hip-hop? It doesn't. No, everything. <laughs> everything. No, they all have a, they have a problem, and they settle their score. They, they, they have a fight, this, that, and the other. Sometimes sure. it's very childish, you know, like the Justin Bieber crap where he's spitting at Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, Bieber's spitting at everybody? Right. It's just very ticky-tack, this, that, and the other. Got to hand it to 50 Cent. I mean. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> he got the shit blown out of him. And he Talk came, about yeah, he got he, ventilated. He came back. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and think that he had some false beef with other people just to get some street cred. You know that 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 I got in a fight in the club and there were maybe some guns and I got arrested, but nothing ever really happened. No, <laughs> he got shot. No, he got shot like no. a thousand times in the face. And he's, yeah, this dude. <laughs> this was not a setup. This was this is this was for reals. <laughs> yeah, this dude's street cred is one hundred percent legitimate. One hundred percent. I don't yeah. think you get any. I don't think you could have more. I don't think you can get more legitimate street cred than Fifty Cent. No, he's he's like he's a legitimate. Dude, I mean, if you want to idolize, that's a badass. You want to idolize gangsters? Yes, a, a, as rappers. Is it, that's is, the guy. That, that that's guy. the guy. That guy. You had said he recovered, and uh, he does. Boo Boo uses a walker for six weeks and fully recovers after five months. That's impressive. Uh, when he leaves the hospital, he stays in the Poconos with his girlfriend and son, and his workout regime helps him develop a muscular physique. So he wasn't that shredded before he got shot. Now, dude, he is ripped. Well, he was a boxer, so I mean, you don't. Well, need, I mean, you like, don't need to be right. ripped to be a boxer. In fact, a lot of the no. greatest boxers don't look like they're. Uh, Arnold correct. Schwarzenegger in his heyday. That's correct. Yeah. It's not what you. It's too much muscle, lactic acid buildup. You don't want the big arms and shoulders, man. You just want to be lean, mean. But no, he put on some weight, man. Got he, himself thick. He did. He in that one album cover of his. I can't remember what one it was. He's he just looks like he looks like a bodybuilder, dude. In the hospital, Boo Boo signs a publishing deal with Columbia Records before he's dropped from the label uh, and blacklisted by the recording industry because of his song "Ghetto Quran." Why? What's that about? I guess you're not supposed to talk about ghetto. I didn't get into it, man. Honestly, I I, I was like, uh, I don't know. He was so. blacklisted from the whole entire like, industry because of that one thing. Columbia Records. Oh, just one, just one label. 
label. Right. Okay. So unable to work in the U.S. studio, he went to Canada. This is our Canadian episode, guys. If you know Canadians, just give them a shout. Send them up. Say, hey, listen to the 50 Cent episode. They talk about you a lot. What's up, Canadian Mike? Uh, hey, Canadian Mike. What's up, eh? Hoser. Uh, with business partner Shea Money XL, Boo Boo recorded over 30 songs for mixtapes to build a reputation. So he's like, you don't want me to work in your studio? Fine. I'll do it myself in Canada. Did I tell you about how Canadian Mike told me how the story of Canada was named? No. So, uh, I'm sure this is 100% <laughs> spot on history. Go ahead. This <laughs> is what he was taught in school. This is what he told me. He said, settlers came to Canada, like Europeans or whatever, and they pulled up on the shore, mm-hmm. and they met some natives who were there. And they were cool. Well, you know, it wasn't like a massacre or nothing like that. Heck yeah, and they're Canadians. They're all cool. They're, they're super nice. Even Yeah, everybody. Everybody's on Canadian soil. Nice people. Yep. So uh, the Europeans are like, what do you call this place? And they, you know, he's sort of pointing in the direction of the land because they come from the water. So there's water behind him, and he's pointing at the land. And the native guy goes, Canada. Can- Canada. And the guy's like, Canada. That's awesome. And the guys, the, the natives, like, Canada is like, our village is over there. That's what he's saying. So Canada, in some native language, according to Canadian Mike, was taught in grade school in Canada, Windsor. Canada means our village is over there. All right. I'm going to look that up. I don't, that's not, that is not an assignment. <laughs> not you, you. No homework, is, everybody. Ben's got this one. No, I got this one, guys. I'll bring my disrotation on whether that's right or not. Maybe we can get a speak pipe from Canadian Mike. On. I was just going to say, I think we'll just reach out to Canadian Mike and he can tell us that story. Can we so. get him on a three-way call? We probably can. All right, Mike, get ready for it. Now, uh, another guy who was on a three-way call was Mark LaBelle of Shady Records. Uh, he said that Boo Boo used the mixtape circuit to his advantage. says, quote, he took all the hottest beats from every artist and flipped them with even better hooks. And then got into all the markets on the mixtapes, and all the mixtape DJs were messing with them. So that's a way to get in there, kids, is go through the mixtape market. The mi- I, is there even oh. a mixtape market anymore? Oh, it's huge. Now? I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. Absolutely, yeah. it's huge. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like playlists and stuff now. Maybe. But, I'm yeah. not as deep in the streets as I thought I was. Well... You did no, say you I, were played I out. I, I'm, I know I'm super deep. 2002, uh, Boo Boo Super Deep 2, his popularity increases. He releases the mixtape, Guess Who's Back? Uh, then he releases 50 Cent is the Future, backed by G-Unit, a mixtape revisiting material by Jay-Z and uh, Raphael Sadiq. 2002, Eminem heard Boo Boo's Guess Who's Back CD. Impressed, Eminem invites Boo Boo to fly to Los Angeles and he introduces him to Dr. Dre. After signing a $1 million record deal, Boo Boo releases No Mercy, No Fear. The mixtape features one new track, Wanksta, Emin- which appears on Eminem's Eight Mile soundtrack. Eminem is 50 Cent's favorite white boy. You know that, right? I think Eminem's a lot of people's favorite white boy, so... Yes. All right. Oh, is that what he said? Is that a quote from 50 Cent that I didn't know? It's Eminem's a, my favorite white boy? It's in a, yeah, it's in, one of the, it's in one of the songs. I see. My I've favorite white my boy, head. right? Boo Boo was uh, also signed by Chris Ligeti's Violator Management. Lighty? Lighty? Like, uh, like, Chris Light. Chris Light. Okay. Let's go with uh, the first and one. Sh- Let's go with the first sure. one. Sure. And Shaw Money XL's Money Management Group, December 31st, 2002, Boo Boo and four members of his entourage are arrested shortly before 2 a.m. Police found a 25 caliber handgun and a 45 caliber pistol in a parked car, which they searched due to its tinted windows 
outside a Manhattan nightclub. The rapper is charged with two counts of criminal possession of a weapon. Um, dude, explain a twenty-five caliber handgun. What is, is it? Really? It's, yeah, yeah, it's twenty-five. But like 300's bigger than a twenty-two? Really? Well, it's not all just about the diameter. It's all it, there's a lot of factors that go into a handgun. But I, I want to get I wanted to get uh, straighten something up, real quick. Just a point of order. I point of order. I think. I mean, he was doing it illegal. Probably had the guns illegally. Whatever. Yeah, I was supposed to do that. <laughs> no, but no, I, not. I feel like he had good reason. <laughs> oh he's, yeah, no. If anybody needed to carry some guns, it's this guy. He's already been shot up a lot and stabbed and whatever. Dude. Yeah. You know, I go to yeah. I go to the judge, and I want to get that one judge I've seen him on like YouTube, where he's like that nice old judge that like gives people all the leeway in the world and helps them out, and he's really nice in the courtroom. And I can just see Fifty Cent coming up to him and just going, "Judge, people are shooting at me like all the time. I've been shot nine times. I know I don't have a permit for that pistola, but eh. and I can just see the judge going." You're good. You're fine. I get it. Yeah. You're good. I've, that, I've, that Judge Joe guy on the YouTubes, yeah. he's like, what? You parked because you were trying to get food for your baby? Okay, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. That's where I feel like this. that's the exact same story. As, <laughs> that's the guy. Uh, you stole food for your family so they didn't starve? Fine. Oh, you're carrying a handgun illegally so you could protect yourself from getting shot nine more times? Yeah, you're good. You're fine. That's good. That's all right. Dismissed. Yeah. Another thing that's good and that is dismissed to the public, February 2003, 50 Cent. Releases his debut album. So now he's like officially 50 Cent. Get rich or die trying. Oh, that's the one. I, I mean, I remember that one. That's one I think I remember first. Of course you do. Yeah. It was described as, quote, probably the most hyped debut album by a rap artist in about a decade. Rolling Stone notes it's, quote, dark synth grooves, buzzy keyboards, and persistent funky bounce, with Boo Boo contemplating the production as, quote, an unflappable laid-back flow. It debuts at number one on Billboard 200s. It was well-received. Mm-hmm. Selling 872,000 copies in the first four days. The lead single, In the Club, Find Me in the Club with a Bottle Full of Bub, uh, noted by its blaring horns, funky organs, guitar riffs, and sparse hand claps. What year was that? That was an. That's two back. Two thousand three. All right. Is that the one? Oh, Jody, the with the body the bo- Yep. I believe that's correct. That set a Billboard record as the most listened to song in radio history within a week. Hey, I still listen to the song when I'm like mowing my yard and stuff. Yeah. Why would you not? Oh, absolutely. Uh, two thousand three. Interscope gave Boo Boo his own label. Uh, that's why they call him Interscope sometimes, because he is Interscope. Uh, they call it G-Unit Records. He signs Lloyd Banks, Tanya Yayo, and Young Buck as members of G-Unit. The game is later signed to a joint venture with Dr. Dre's Aftermath Entertainment and G-Unit. November 2003, Boo Boo signs a five-year deal with Reebok to distribute G-Unit sneakers. Line for the G-Unit clothing company, so now he's getting into shoes and clothes. Fofty famously funds a fountain favorite phosphate Fortune 500 facility. Fortunately, family and friends of the philosophical philanderer found Formula 50 fruity, flavorful, and fully fantastic. And when we get back, I will unwrap that for you. But right now, it's time for my high school band and to take a break with 21 Days. What did you do with your break? Um, I evacuated.
Oh, yeah. well, that's good. Make more room. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you can't fill it up again until it's empty. So no. there you go. I, I filled up my water and uh, got another beer. Oh, so. water, huh? Water and, water and beer. Work in a water, everybody. You know, a couple beers, like two beers, water, three beers, water, one beer, water. You know, it all depends what you're doing. The, you know, if you're out in the sun, we talked about that. You do you do the baseball. If you're out in the sun, you got to drink more water. Tons of water. And you got to throw some electrolytes in there every once in a while, too. Oh, that's a beautiful transition, because did you understand what I said when I said 50 famously funded a fountain favorite phosphate Fortune 500 facility? No, but it was a beautiful alliteration you had going on there for a minute. Well, thank you. Now, what it, what it is here is one of Burbu, <clears throat> one of Boo Boo's first business ventures is a partnership with Glassau, uh, which is like that uh, vitamin water people, and he creates an enhanced water drink called Formula Fifty. Did he really? October two thousand four, Boo Boo becomes a beverage investor when he is given a minority share in the company in exchange for becoming a spokesperson after learning that he was a fan of the beverage. Okay, I like that. He's 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 branching out he is and uh we talked about him being shredded and ripped the health conscious boo-boo notes that he first learned about the product while he was at the gym in los angeles and uh he says that quote they do such a good job making water taste good i like to kind of taste the water by itself pretty sure i like plain h2 and o yeah, yeah you yeah. put those together give me an h a couple twos yeah. a couple o's yeah those are all good after becoming a minority shareholder the celebrities and the celebrity spokesperson boo boo works with the company to create a new grape flavor formula 50 a variant of the vitamin water so you can still probably go get that today and he mentions the drinks in several songs and interviews he, it, he created the grape flavor yes he did Moving on, March 2005, 50 Cent's second commercial album, The Massacre, sells 1.14 million copies in its first four days. That's the highest uh, in an abbreviated scale cycle, and it's the number one on Billboard's 200 for six weeks. That's the definition of well-received. He isn't the first solo album with three singles on the Billboard's top five within the same week with Candy Shop, Disco Inferno, and How We Do. According to Rolling Stone, quote, 50's secret weapon is his singing voice, the deceptively amateur-sounding, wow, that doesn't seem nice, the deceptively amateur-sounding tenor croon that he deploys is on almost every chorus. He sounds to the candy shop. He kind of sounds like mm-hmm. what Bob. he actually is. And I don't know how to clarify that better, but he does sound like well, a... It's very simple. Like is that dude. If you look at a picture of us, people think you and I have different voices. So he sounds like his voice matches what he looks he, like. He sounds like a dude. Like a rapper, thuggy dude. Thuggy at work. Thuggy at work. Thuggy? Yeah, you can be thuggy. All right, thuggy. Thuggy. Could that be my rap name? Teach me how to thuggy. Teach me how to thuggy. That's super old. July 22nd, also super old. 2005, Boo Boo was sentenced to two years probation for that May 2004 incident. He's charged with three counts of assault and battery after jumping into an audience when he's hit by a water bottle. Throw water bottles at me. Nuts to this. I'm going to throw bombs. That dude, yeah, throwing bones. January 4th, 2007, Boo Boo starts a book publishing imprint, G-Unit Books, at Time Warner Building in New York. He's written a number of books, including the memoir, From Pieces to Wait, in 2005. That sold 73,000 copies in hardcover and 14,000 copies in paperback. It's a crime novel um, and a book with Robert Greene titled The 50th Law. That's an urban take on the 48 Laws of Power. So he's kind of, he's branching out, man, getting into books, books, getting into drinks. drinks, music, 
records, yeah. music. Cool. Good for him. Back to drinks, 2007, Coca-Cola purchases Glassau for $4.1 billion with a B, and Boo Boo, who is a minority shareholder, shareholder earns $100 million in the deal after taxes. Wow. Wow. That's huge. That's probably the biggest paycheck he'd ever seen at, at that point. Dude. Yeah. How awesome. That's penny stock type shit, man. Like, those people are like, oh, I got 400 dollars and uh whatever telephone lines in columbia and then somebody buys it like sprint or something and they pay like a thousand dollars per share and you're like oh my god dude um so <laughs> i just liked your water man i didn't know a coke was gonna buy it i know a dude who bought uh, he bought five six grand worth of uh dog coin which is one of those cryptocurrencies oh yeah yeah and Dutch he coin, bought it dog it doggy coin yeah doggy whatever it's called um he bought i think it was at two cents and oh. and it got up to well, it got up to forty seven cents a share, dude. And so yep. I mean that's a that's a lot of that's a lot it's of big, doubling in your money one, a bunch of times. Um, but then it did come back down to like the thirties. I think it's like at the thirty two cent mark right now. But he he made a couple years worth of uh, income just over a six month period of time. He, I I'm I'm not I'm not the I'm. You can't invite. It's too late now. <laughs> You've already missed that boat. <laughs> nope. Fifty nope. cent. He got in on the ground floor of this water company. Sounds like he did his work to. Re- oh, he did the yeah. research. It looks like. Well, yeah. I don't know. And about he the put the research, sweat in, sweat equity. But he, well, he, he pimped it. He picked did what he liked. He, yeah. Yeah, and he made it better. You know, dude, talking about four b- 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 billion dollars and a hundred million dollars in your checking account. That's enough to make you sweat. August two thousand seven. Boo Boo joins Right Guard to introduce a body spray, Pure 50 RX. Oh, I'm sorry. Pure 50 RGX. All right. I think maybe people might view him now as starting to sell out just a little bit. He endorses magic stick condoms. <laughs> I guess I guess every, all the athletes do it. Why can't why can't the uh, hip hop, you know, the singers in the uh, entertainment industry, whatever. Now he's planning to donate a part of the proceeds to increase HIV awareness. So, there you go. Huh, I wonder what some is, altruism in there. I wonder what angle is there. There's got to be a backstory there. Eh, maybe he knows somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo Boo signs a multi-year deal with Steiner Sports to sell his memorabilia. Oh, he sounds like he's selling everything. <laughs> it sounds like he is. Uh, and announces plans for a dietary supplement company in conjunction with his film, Spectacular Regret. So now he's getting into the movies and vitamins. What isn't he doing? Can we just go through that list? Because it might be a shorter list. <laughs> well, uh, he is making music still. September 2007, 50 Cent releases his third album, Curtis, which is inspired by his life before Get Rich or die trying it debuts at number two on billboard 200 again well received this dude every time sells 691,000 copies in its first week it sold behind kanye west's graduation they released on the same day the outcome of this highly publicized sales battle between boo boo and west has been accredited to the commercial decline of a gangster rap and the bling era style that sort of previously dominated hip-hop so yeah so he may have killed gangster rap so him and kanye were were ca- kind of doing a lot of the same crap i mean yes you know they were invested. different different flavors though they weren't different uh accents on the same thing well I, to my to my thought they're not just doing music 
they're doing oh everything. Okay. I'm not saying the music. I you're talking about their musical style. No, no, but they also were doing it at the same time. Branching out, man. And they're and I think Kanye end up being much more monetarily successful than Fifty Cent, but they both did great. I mean, they both they both were doing. Uh, hey, I I'm, I've already done the done the music thing. I could keep. I'm gonna keep pushing that, but I'm gonna branch out and do other stuff too. I mean, that was, diversify. And that was always a, a theme, if you will, of Kanye's music, even. You know, where Fifty Cent diversification. He was just, you know, hey, what 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 do you got going on? Oh, you got some vitamin water? Yeah, I want to get into that. Oh, clothing line? Yeah, put me down. I'm into that. Yeah. Oh, we're doing. We're now doing. We're working with Coca Cola. I love Coca Cola. Let's go. All right, fly me down to Atlanta. Let's go. <laughs> Well, that is true. He's very diversified, which is great. But uh, sometimes you got to dance with the one that brung you. So September 10th, 2008, on an episode of Total Request Live, Boo Boo said his fourth studio album, Before I Self-Destruct, would be, quote, done and released in November, end quote. So he's really sticking hard on these dates to make sure he gets stuff done. Mm -hmm. Well, he gets delayed because also in 2008, Boo Boo visits a platinum palladium and iridium mine shaft in South Africa. And he meets with South African billionaire Patrice Mosepe and talks of purchasing an equity stake in the mine. So now he's getting into mining. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Makes that is the exact thing I thought was going to happen. Sure. What do you got? Llamas? Great. Let's get llamas. What do you got? Uh, masks? Yeah, let's buy some mat. What, bottle water? Yep. Do that too. Okay, sweet. What are you doing? Freeing elephants? Yep. Down for free elephants. Boxing? Let's do a boxing match. Let, hold on. Let me release a record. Do you think that's Jeez, why bro. all these people in our, uh, the, 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 the people that are at the top tier in our society, Lay uh, off as, the far Adderall. As, as far as, you know, success and money, at the end of the day, you've done everything on the earth. So now, hey, who wants to go to Mars? Want to fly up to the moon? Let's Dude, he's gonna start explode. A rocket ship company. He's gonna. He Bezos is gonna blow up, dude. I swear to you. I'm not trying to be Nostradamus here, but I just you're you're a billionaire. Don't no. Don't jump on a giant rocket f dynamite bomb. That anyway. Well, you ever seen that Jodie Foster movie Contact? Yes. That's the, Should have sent a poet. That's the movie. Uh, the rich, <laughs> the rich dude that helps her out, like her benefactor slash mentor slash guy in the back in the dark that's bezos slash richard branson whatever that guy's trying to race to the moon before the other guy i don't know dude i i can't I even imagine I, i'm doing good just to get to the grocery store once a week right like nowadays between elon musk and bezos i mean it's it's getting about to the point where it's like lex Luthor shit man i mean somebody's gonna do something with a mind link or like the sky link or some type of thing and it's just gonna we're gonna cloud the atmosphere and it's like two lex Luthers. I don't are know. you kidding me <laughs> yeah and they're battling for the first place like it's i want to be lex Luthor. yeah it's like uh Kevin Spacey and uh, what's that kid's name who played Lex Luthor and they're battling it out, dude. Yeah. So anyway, okay. anyway. all right. Good yeah. luck. I'm I'm just gonna be down here getting like a a a a, a Dodge Grand Caravan thrown through my house because Superman's trying to stop him. Yeah. Collateral yeah. damage. All right. Well, what goes up must come down. December 2008. Boo Boo's affected by the recession. He loses several million dollars in the stock market several like what seven i figure several is like probably what four or five something I mean, maybe seven when you got a couple is two few is three 
And it gets a little gray after that. Yeah. So May 18th, 2009, uh, Boo Boo releases Okay, You're Right, produced by Dr. Dre for uh, Before I Self-Destruct. So again, for the Before I Self-Destruct record. Uh, he's scheduled to appear in fall 2009 episode of VH1's Behind the Music. So now we're getting into uh, TV. What's <laughs> going there? I, I figure I, it's kind of late in his career for that, but whatever, you got to check the box. You got to get that off your bucket list. TV. Yeah, do TV. Yep. Do TV. Do TV too. September 3rd, 2009, Boo Boo posts a video for Soundkiller Phoenix. Uh, he produces the track Flight 187, introducing his mixtape and the book, The 50th Law, the song with lyrics inspiring speculation about tension between Boo Boo and Jay Z. That's a bonus track on the iTunes version before I solve the trucks if you want to listen to that. But, uh, dude, don't go poking around Jay Z. Come on, man. Are you a big Jay Z fan? I like a couple songs. Eh, I mean, I, 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 not a lot. I, I don't but. feel like he's on my radar very much. As, for as popular as once was. I'm, uh, man, I almost said I'm not an East Coast rap guy, but I am because I like a lot of New York rap, but I don't, I don't know. I, Jay-Z, I never got really that deep into, you know, I just, like New York and some of the, with the Rihanna stuff, some of the uh, Beyonce stuff, but well, I don't, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't really view it as an east coast west coast thing it's too there's too much gray between all that crap it's because we're from the midwest ben doesn't see coasts i don't see people in terms of coasts well no even even <laughs> e- even 50 cent i mean he's a he's an east an east coast rapper whatever whatever That's what they say for Were you doing the, quotes you're doing, I air, was quotes, doing right? air quotes for whatever <laughs> that means it. but he's basically in in the, the west coast rapper scene yeah, he's he's both coast, coast to coast, so space coast. What stuff? Did you say space coast? I did space coast, coast to coast. That's a great show. Look that up, kids. So once all that stuff starts happening, I I just don't have the energy to follow the team. You know. November ninth, two thousand and nine. Before I self destruct is finally released. He's been talking about it all this time. He finally gets it done. And uh, after that, Boo Boo says he's working on a Euro dance album called Black Magic. Keep it going. Inspired by European nightclubs, quote from uh, Boo Boo, quote, first they played hip hop, which suddenly changed to up-tempo songs known as Eurodance. Now, later, he uh, had changed his next album, The Return of the Heartless Monster, after writing different material when he returned home from the Invitation Tour in 2010, and he put the Eurodance music uh, on the shelf, and that's where it stayed. So yeah, he got about that far into it, and he's like, "I don't want to do this, man. That's it's gonna affect my street cred if I release this." <laughs> it, there's not a it, it, for as much as there's a lot of the the the, the like uh, the ones and twos slash rap. <laughs> sure, they don't really mesh, do they? No, no. they really don't. No. It's no. not. You can't have techno Viking and like uh, Fifty Cent. That's not the same group. No. No, I think 50 Cent's <laughs> going to beat everybody up a little bit. I'm I'm sure they're both ripping parties on their own, man. And if you went there, you'd be you'd be welcome and happy. But, uh, yeah, I don't see gangster rap and techno or European uh, dance house music trance, scrance, trance, uh, any of that. It's a different Not really meshing well. It's a different scene, man. There's nothing wrong with that. No better, no worse. Just different. That's all. 
right. Now, these guys are not uh, different. They're pretty much the same. September 3rd, 2010, Boo Boo supports Eminem on his and Jay-Z's The Home and Home Tour, performing Crack a Bottle with Eminem and Dr. Dre amid rumors of tensions between him and Dre. They still were on stage together, had a wonderful time. He recorded 20 songs to a whole different album concept before putting them aside, wanting his new album to have the, quote, aggression of Get Richard Die Tryin'. Boo Boo tweets that the album is 80% done and fans can expect it in the summer of 2011. It is ultimately delayed a year due to disagreements with Interscope Records, with Boo Boo saying that he'd release it in 2011 in November. Uh, he's going to have a different title. He's going to call it Black Magic, that she stole from that Euro dance thing that he's never going to see the light of day because that'd be embarrassing. Eminem's going to appear on the album, and Boo Boo said that uh, working with the new producers such as Boy Wanda and Alex the Kid, so he's really trying to pump up this Black Magic album, bringing in all the, the, the big hitters here. Yeah, and that's one of the things that they do real well is the cross-promotion. You're on my album. I'll be on your album. We got this guy coming in tomorrow. We're going to get him in the studio, lay down a track, a beat, some lyrics, whatever. It is impossible to try to, if you, if you try to link all these different um, artists together on different things they've worked with together in years past, it would be like one of those spider webs on the wall. If you put a a push pin in the wall with a picture of, 50 Cent, Jay-Z, and Eminem, and Dr. Dre, and um, DJ Khaled, whatever. You start mixing all these things, and, and it would just, yep. your whole entire wall would be full of yarn. <laughs> which is cool. That is one true crime wall. Which is cool. I mean, that's that's a it, that's a great way to do it. I think we touched on it when we were talking about um, the Wu-Tang Clan. That's kind of how yep. they did it. You know, hey, you go do that. I'll go do this. That guy's going to do that. We all started together. We made a couple albums. But we're going to do our own thing, and then later on, we're going to come back and get back together, and we're going to cross-promote, self-promote. Um, I like that style. I, I like that idea. I agree. Yeah. Like, let's make everyone around us better. Because at the end— There's enough for everybody. Well, if you do your thing, Very, very Brian, podcast. If you it's do, very podcast. If you do your thing on your own, and you make yeah. 50 grand, and I do my thing on my own, and I make 50 grand— but if we came together, we could make 150 grand. So one plus one is three. You know that sort of. There thing. you go. Yeah. That's some math. That, no, I, that, that's that's a that's a that's that, that, that's what they're doing. They're making one plus one equals three. That's that street math. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I learned that. Well, I learned that. The, I, like I said, I'm I'm from the streets, man. On the mean streets, you are. You are. You are. I can guarantee you, people. Ben is not college educated. <laughs> No, that's to your credit. That's that's giving you street cred. I'm I'm, bu- I'm trying to build your credit. I right went there, to college like, so one time. Know. Yeah, for an afternoon, <laughs> and then they ask you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I went to college campuses. There you go. Well, yeah, that's true. Visit. You've been to all the colleges. I went to a lot of colleges. I taught college. Never attended college. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, like you at the colleges, June sixteenth, two thousand eleven. Boo Boo releases the song "Outlaw" from his fifth album. On the internet. On the net. That doesn't seem right. Nope. So, okay. Oh, I read it with the wrong emphasis. Boo Boo. (laughs) Boo Boo releases a song, Outlaw, from his fifth album, which was released on the internet. Literally. Do you think On the Internet was his fifth album? That can't be. No, that's not the name of it. On the internet. I wouldn't think so. Nee Smith. Anyway, 
Uh, he plans to write a semi-autobiographical young adult novel about bullying, different from his previous books, which focus on his life and the rules of power. According to the book's publisher, the first this be a first-person novel about a 13-year-old uh, schoolyard bully who finds redemption as he faces what he's done. Oh, okay, so this is going to be from the bully's perspective. Uh, it's scheduled for publication on January 2012. Hmm. Did it? Did it come out? I don't know. I imagine it did, but we'll we'll check on that later. I, I assumed it did. Okay. Hmm. So he wrote Updates a book about bullying from the bully's perspective. It sounds like it, right? Right? It's like about a thirteen-year-old, yeah, thirteen-year-old schoolyard bully who quote finds redemption as he faces what he's done. End quote. So yeah, okay. It's not about being bullied. It's about, but maybe it's a how-to manual. Uh, like this is what you do. This is how you bully kids, and then this is how you make up for it after you get caught for bullying. How to be a bully and be cool. <laughs> right. Well, okay. Or how to be a bully, get shot nine times, and then not be a dick anymore and be cool to people. <laughs> Just everybody love everybody. Like, look, man, you might want to be cool to these people because you never know who's going to walk up to your car shoot and you. shoot you in the face. And shoot you in the face. I love everybody. Dude, he got... I bet you. I've never met the guy, but he is probably so nice to strangers. I am sure of it. I... Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, like Ned Flanders. It, if I remember one thing about this podcast is that he had to lose teeth because he got shot in the face. That bothers me. That... Yeah. That bothers oh, yeah. me. I hate no. Like the hair, the hair on my back's going up. I don't know. Is this? I don't. Uh, I don't want that. Uh, I don't have any back hair, uh, but yeah, man, that's that's nice. I've lost. I've lost teeth. It ain't fun. I bet it's even less fun when they're t- being yanked out of your skull by a bullet. Oh well. Uh. Okay. Speaking of speaking of skulls, in a series of tweets, Boo Boo said that the delay of his fifth album is due to a disagreement with Interscope Records. Later, suggesting that it would be released in November 2011. Uh, with his headphone line SMS by fifty, so he's uh, in the in the head uh, the skull candy uh, things there making headphones. So. He's he's he is a busy busy man. Diversify. I feel like he's got ADD. Uh, he speculates to MTV News about not renewing his five album contract with Interscope. He says, "Quote, I don't know. It'll all be clear in the negotiations." Uh, following me turning this actual album in and of course the performance and how they actually treat the work will determine whether you still want to stay in that position or not i think there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes with a performer and their label and oh yeah and i think there's a lot of performers that will just go along hey yeah i'll do whatever you want just you know they're the they're the, 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 the dance, monkey dance. They'll just do it every... And then there's other ones that are like, hey, dude, I'm doing all the work. You're making all the money. I know I'm getting, I'm getting enough to get on and get by, but you're not... You're, you're stealing from me. You know, so I, I'm sure there's, there's some that are right and some that are wrong, but I think 50 Cent, he's probably thinking, hey, they're just taking advantage of me. If you want to do that, I'll move on to a new, a new, a new label. I'll go to that. Oh, I don't. Yeah, he's like, I don't need you, man. I got money. Yeah. I got. I can do this on my own. I'm. But, I'm, uh, I'm, you help? I'm fitty. I'm fitty. You ain't fitty. I'm fitty. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. June twentieth, uh, two thousand eleven. Boo Boo announces the release of Before I Self Destructs two. Uh, this is after his fifth album. Although he planned to shoot the music video for the fifth album's lead single, quote, um, quote. 
for the fifth album's lead single, I'm On It, on June 26th, the video is never filmed. Quote from Boo Boo, quote, I did four songs in Detroit with Eminem. I did two with Just Blaze, A Boy Wonder Joint, and I did something with Alex the Kid. We made two that are definite singles. Uh, the other two are kind of records that we've been making, more aimed at my core audience, more aggressive, more different kind of energy to it. He's trying to get back to the to the streets, it sounds like. It's, it'd be tough to do that, though, if you're him, because he's so far removed at this point. Time and lifestyle-wise, it's, you know, he's he's not on that, he's not, he's, he's not fighting for every bit he gets. He's not he's street. He's not hustling no more. I mean, he is, he he is on a that. big scale, but he's. He doesn't have that street energy. I is that fair? September 2011, he releases Street King Energy, track number seven to promote Street King, uh, his charity-based energy drink. So, yeah, no, I can't tell, man. I can't get a read on it. Well, Sometimes I feel like he's still in the streets, and other times it's like, well, he's and releasing now albums. I bought a beverage company. He's releasing albums to, uh, to, to promote his to other promote ventures. promote his new energy drink. Yes. September 28, 2011. That's really nice. Uh, an announcement that Boo Boo is shooting a music video for Girls Go Wild, the fifth album, lead single featuring Jeremy. Jeremy. Uh, they do that. Uh, November 2011, Boo Boo releases 50 Cent's Playground. That's a young adult fiction book hey, about a bullied, violent boy and his gay mother. Throwing it all at the wall. See what sticks, man. Throw it all at the but wall. No, that was the one we were talking about, right? <laughs> like he was talking about the kid, and then all of a sudden he, he tosses his mom in there too for the story, make a little bit like a swerve on there, like, hey. hey he's got a lot of stuff going. Well, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so, July 21st, 2012, Boo Boo becomes a licensed boxing promoter of and he forms a new company. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Again, uh, he forms a new company. You've heard of TMT, the money team, right, it's, with Mayweather? It's just the natural progression. Right. Why would you not? I don't know. I, I mean, mean, you're running you've out of got things to your do. sports water. You've got, uh, I don't even, I've lost track of his businesses now. He's got some shoes, some clothes. Uh, I think there's something with food or something. I don't remember. Vitamins. But, uh, now he's into boxing promoting. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got the supplement company. Well, it's all around health and fitness so far. I mean, you know, at least like sports athletics. Now, fitness money in my pocket. So, <laughs> See, that joke goes so many. Fitting these fitties. That joke goes so many different ways. Oh, your improv is on, on point today, yeah. let me tell you. Uh, Boo Boo's fifth album, Street King Immortal, is initially scheduled for summer 2012 release and is postponed until November 2013. He loves putting stuff off until November. I'll put it off till November, put it off till November. January, February, March, April, May. No, I'll put it off till November. <laughs> uh, let's see. Disagreements with Interscope Records it, uh, about release and promotions lead to a temporary cancellation. So, um, man, it, no luck there. Its first promo single, New Day, is produced by Dr. Dre, mixed by Eminem, written by 50 Cent, Alicia Keys, Royce to 5'9", and Dr. Dre. Okay, so he wrote and mixed and produced. A solo version by uh, Alicia Keys is leaked by her husband, Swizz Beats, November 26, 2012. My Life, the album's second promo single. It's got Eminem, Maroon 5 guy, Adam Levine, 
Levine. So, man, whatever. Live in Levine, live in Levine, La Loca. August 5th, 2013, Boo Boo pleads not guilty to one count of domestic violence and four counts of vandalism in an L.A. county court. Um, if convicted of all charges, he faces up to five years in prison and a $46,000 fine. What happened was model actress Daphne Joy accused Boo Boo of kicking her and ransacking her bedroom during an argument at her condominium in Toluca Lake neighborhood of L.A. on June 23rd. He allegedly caused $7,100 in property damage, leaving the scene before police arrived. What do you, what do you think he broke? What do you um, what like in a I, quick I, I, I'm imagining uh, mirrors, lamp, TV, flipped over table, probably TV, like some like a glass top table, through, TV, probably yeah, yeah, through something through a TV, or I mean, how much did you say it was like seven thousand bucks? Seven thousand one hundred dollars. Got that extra hundred bucks in there. You could probably throw a bottle of champagne at a piece of art and claim it was a seven thousand dollar <laughs> piece of art. Yeah, right. Hey, so I heard that people wander money. By buying, yeah, that's a thing. By buying fake art. Essentially, the art market is for washing money. Yes, that is what it's about. That's brilliant. Oh, yeah, it's a great scam. Yeah. That's why you want to get on those NFTs, man. If you can get into those, well, that's where the money is well, at. Or, well, not I, that. But, I don't, you know. Okay, I, I, when I get money, I'll do that. All right, January 2014, Boo Boo said he plans to release Animal Ambition in the first quarter of that year, followed by Street King Immortal. So I'm going to guarantee you this shit's going to be put off until November. Do you think he's the kind... There's two people in this world. People that name a project before it's done, and then people... And then the other kind is the people that do a project, name it after it's over. Right. Like a working title for a movie. It. Uh, we haven't really named the movie yet. So just get the movie over, and at the end, watch the movie. And we'll name the it's movie the, appropriately. It's, the, it's that 70s show. We got a new TV show. It's that 70s one. It's the one about that 70s show. Yeah, I just, think he's the kind of... We'll name it later. I think he's the kind of guy that comes up with a good title and then writes an album for it. Writes to it? Yeah, writes, eh, writes the name. Maybe. Yep. All right. This is just a thought. For prod- have you ever had a project, and you're like, oh, what would be a good name for this? Or you want to open a restaurant? Some people want to open a, a, a like a Chinese restaurant or a, a you know just some sort of a American fair, and then they they do, and then they're like, oh, I'm going to name it, you know, this. Then other people think, oh, you know, what would be a great name for a a, a a a restaurant that only serves drumsticks from chickens. We'll call it Crazy Legs. <laughs> I got to open a restaurant. I got a great name. <laughs> I feel like he's the number two in that. I got a great name for an album. All right, quick, let's write seven. Eight songs. I need a. I need a couple uh, upbeat ones. I need a real dangerous one. A slow, you know, medley one. All right, kid. Write some. Get, who can we get to write some songs? Somebody call him Jay Z. All right, I'll call him Eminem. Where's he at? Let's get it. He comes up with. We'll a call good. it puzzles, and the chairs will be really, really tall, and the tables will be really, really low. But people will come because our food will be super good. <laughs> What's that? I don't even worry about it. <laughs> February 20th, 2014. Uh, he leaves Shady Records, Aftermath Entertainment, and Interscope, so he drops all his contracts. He signs with Caroline and Capital Music Group. Uh, according to Boo Boo, although he owes Interscope another album, he is released from his contract because of his friendship with Eminem and Dr. Dre. Quote from Boo Boo, quote, I'm a special case and situation. It's also because of the leverage of having the strong relationship with Eminem and Dr. Dre. They don't want me to be uncomfortable. They value my friendship to the point that they would never want to jeopardize it over a little bit of money. I, I, well, other than the inflection you put on there, 
<laughs> I believe that's a hundred percent accurate and fair. Yes. Yeah. No, I would agree. That seems amicable, especially if you guys are friends. Yeah. Yeah. I no. Hey, you want to do it? I want to do it. You want to do it? I want to do it with you. He announces that Animal Ambition will be released on June third. I say November. Put it off till November. He releases its first track. The song Funeral is released with a video on Forbes.com. That's a weird place to release your video. Yeah. Yes, it is. Even though they do a lot of they do a lot of entertainment writing. Like they're usually oh, okay. yeah, they do a lot I, of I don't I um you know, reviews for everything from movies to video games to song. Yeah, Forbes is Forbes is a, not on that Forbes level yet myself, but uh, well they goals. they were they're big goals. into They've turned everything into. I mean, you don't get a. Uh, there is a Forbes magazine, but they're sure they're online. It's a it's an online publication, so they can just slap their slap their logo on the top of any old, you know, anybody that writes anything about anything. I'm gonna need you to get your favorite again button. 2014, Boo Boo becomes a minority shareholder in Effin Vodka. He gets another company going. What's it called? Again. <laughs> Effin, E-F-F-E-N, Effin Vodka. Good Effin Vodka. It's a Vodka. You know what? It's a brand of vodka produced in the Netherlands. That's a great name for a vodka. Good Effin Vodka. You (laughs) want to start a vodka company? Yup. (laughs) Yup. Yes, I do. What do you want to call it? Sells for $30 a bottle. Good Effin Vodka. Where do you want your price point to be? Uh, More than Grey Goose. Less than, you know, that expensive Polish crap. <laughs> Why are you making fun of the Poles? Why do we got against I'm them? Not, no, the good expensive expensive Polish crap. That's a gotcha. That's a, that's, a, that's a term of endearment. Don't get your panties in a bunch, but if you do, December 2014, Boo Boo signs a $78 million deal with Frigo Revolutionary Wear, a luxury underwear brand. This guy, man. Joint- this guy. <laughs> Hold on. The joint venture is partnered between Boo Boo, basketball player Carmelo, Anth- uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, baseball player Derek Jeter, and Mateus Ingerson, former president of mattress company Tempur-Pedic. So Boo Boo became the chief fashion designer for the brand single pair of Frigo boxers. Good for you. 78 million bucks. 78 million dude and you get free underwear trading on his name diversify i know we've said it but come on man that's the story of the show right here buddy like get in make your name get some money do some investments and roll it over i can't i can't be i'm not mad at him maybe i'm just jelly when can we can we make underwear brian underwear who wears underwear Jeez, that's weird what are you what are you the queen of friggin england what are you eating under there brian underwear uh. oh may 20th 2015 boo boo releases get low get low get low as the uh, intended first single from his sixth studio album street king immortal which will be out in november uh we have an unofficial quote from boo boo july 13th 2015 i declare bankruptcy are you serious Chapter 11 bankruptcy protections are in the U.S. Bankruptcy Court of District of Connecticut with a debt of $32,509,549.91. It would have... They missed missed it, man. (laughs) And 50 cents. 
<laughs> yeah, that would, that would have been the one. Again, we'll get there. Uh, he states that his lawyers did a terrible job of representing him. I would have let him borrow 41 cents just to get that number out there, man. <laughs> just to just take it. Just take the 41. Uh, Boo Boo files a $75 million lawsuit against his own lawyers. Lawyers. They're probably lawyers. I would imagine. I, well, dude, like we said, you got to pay your taxes, your court fees, show up on time. I mean, it's all part of the package. I, we'll get, we'll do the business for you guys. I don't think we can stick Damn. that label on him of a guy that needed to have that handler. No, no. He, this is corporate lawyers this and is. stuff like that. And again, he did have a loss in 2008, so it's only eight years recovered. I mean, so. this is like Donald Trump bankruptcy shit where he's like, eh, it's just better financially to be bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, shadow companies and not paying taxes yeah, and living out he, of the keys or whatever. He wasn't. Oh, I don't think he, at one point he was worried about where he was going to get his next meal. <laughs> no. And he had all that water, so he's good there. Yeah, he's he's got underwear for a lifetime. February 20th, 2016, Judge Ann Nevins, Neven, Nevins, Ann Nevins uh, has ordered Boo Boo back into court because of an Instagram message he's made over several months. She said Boo Boo is not fully clear about his funds and indicated uh, posts of the rapper showing stacks of money on Instagram. He can just claim it's paper. It's fake. Like, uh, For entertainment like, purposes. Like what, what's that dude? The, um, one of the... Top, we like oh that was fake drugs fake money fake guns oh yeah, yeah right huh. who was that dude he's at like odb or something just like that fake. He's like, that's not real it's for entertainment yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just for uh instagram well i don't know man uh, i think he's taking the fifth on this one because march 2016 boo boo claims he will no longer use instagram well it didn't seem to work out great from that time well, no. He's elected instead to have his profile page operated by somebody else. You take care of that. I'm not involved in it. Uh, despite having numerous songs that reference drugs and alcohol usage, Boo Boo remains a teetotaler, citing a bad experience with alcohol. That was his main reason. He's like, I'm not doing that again. Really? I, 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 yeah, I, I would like to know more of that story. What, what what happened with him and alcohol? <laughs> yeah, right. That was so bad. I tried to find it. I really did. And there's not like, it's not like the Vince Neil episode where there's partying and drugs and stuff. I couldn't find any of that. It was always like, he got shot. And it's like, oh, he bought another company. So I mean, unless the I night he got shot, he was heading into the, you know, the 7-Eleven to get another fifth of vodka or something. I had a bad episode with, uh, uh, with alcohol. What happened? I went to go get more and he got shot nine times. Last time I got right. alcohol and drunk, I got shot nine times. I almost died. Yeah, so, uh, no, I'm good. Thank I'm good. you. I'm just going to sit here and make billions of dollars. Going to have this tea, some Earl Grey. Yeah, you like yourself some Earl Grey, do you there, Brian? No, I don't. That's just the one I could think of at the time. I it's, was the just only, like, eh, it's the only one I know. Good. Maybe Lemon Lift. Ma- matcha or something like that. I don't know. Uh, you should be familiar with this date if uh, you're paying attention to the show. June 25th, 2019, Boo Boo is among hundreds of artists whose material was reportedly destroyed in the 2008 Universal Studios fire. I don't want you to do this anytime soon because I want to forget that I told you to do this before you do this so I can sound surprised when you get it done. I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Let's do an episode on that. I was thinking that, right? We've mentioned it like a dozen or more times Like, now. I don't know that so, it's a crime, but it's definitely a tragedy. 2020 comes around. Boo Boo, uh, lead executive producer duties for the late rapper Pop Smoke on his debut album, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. 
Boo Boo was one of the biggest inspirations for Pop Smoke. And so uh, after he died, he was like, I'll make sure his album gets out there. July 3rd, 2020, Pop's album is released. Boo Boo curated the album, um, desiring to finish it after Pop had died. I just said that, so that was redundant. He contacts many artists involved and also uh, features on the album and tracks The Woo, which became a top 10 single. It was well received. So just to recap, the man has never had a real job a day in his life, wears a bulletproof vest religiously wherever he goes, and he's got, uh, man, feuds and beef with a bunch of people from Ja Rule to Big Joe to actors on the wire. Quote from Curtis James Jackson III, a.k.a. Boo Boo 50 Cent himself. Quote, it's 50, not fitty. Oh. 50 Cent, everybody. Really? That's legit? It's... it's... Quote from the man, I can't do better than that. It's, it's I mean, not fitty. No, it's 50. All right. All right. I, I learned. <laughs> hey, finally, I learned. Things you learn, eh? I've been here now for like an hour. I've learned something. Great. It's 50. Yeah. Um, so what did you think about the gangster life of 50 Cent? I think he came into it super legit. Super, like, this right? guy was not trying to form an image for a reason his image was there and he used it to his advantage when advantageous also oh dude he had a bulletproof vest that he like still wears all the time religiously i bet you it stinks i bet you it stinks a lot i'm sure he actually has more than one well yeah, but I don't think they can just, you can't just throw a bulletproof vest in the washer, can you? I don't know, man. You pull the plates out. I mean, it depends on, I'm I'm watching Navy SEAL TV shows now on the History Channel. So, uh, yeah, I feel like I know all about well, this. Well, I don't think they have this. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't think you can put them in the washer. No, I, I don't think Kevlar this is, is not This is dry. not PUBG. You can't just, like, start throwing more plates <laughs> in a vest. Yeah, no, right. I, I think he's probably wearing a lighter, you know, ready for, less less ready for high caliber rifles more ready for nines and 45s and 40s or whatever you know he, why would i put a plate in the back i'm not gonna get shot running away i'm putting a plate in the back that's the only place i gotta put a plate. no i know that's that that's from blackhawk down and then that dude takes a shot in the back too so oh, okay so yeah i i like i i, I i've always like i've always i i've known some, some of the stuff we talked about some of the stuff that you brought up i've I, i've known it i mean not, I'm aware. I'm aware, I'm aware of it. Never in great detail, but he was always the guy that I don't think anybody questioned his legitimacy. Leg- you can't with that resume. No. I mean, I didn't know all of that. I just knew, like, he got shot a couple times. He was in Detroit doing some stuff, and uh, then Eminem and Dr. Dre picked him up, and then he did the vitamin water thing. So, yeah, to learn all that detail, I'm like, dude, you are legit. From one perspective, though, with him branching out into everything he did from one person's perspective i could see the person saying something like yeah man you ain't you ain't sticking to what you grew up with you're kind of soft but oh i mean he's not you know battling in the streets anymore he's not in the trenches he's not you know packing heat everywhere he goes maybe he should maybe he does but (laughs) i was gonna say he's got that starter pistol but personally i like the idea of Clawing your way out of the trenches, coming up from that hustle, taking it oh, and, and and making it bigger at every step, never resting, never, never getting complacent with what you've done, 
and trying something new, trying something different, even to the point where you're taking chances and you and you go a little a little bankrupt, whatever. You go a little, yeah, yeah. Because they're not all home runs, man. You got to take some swings. Yeah. So I lesson of the day: take a swing. I like that. I think that sets a good uh, good eye. Uh, it, it sets a good example for for people. Like, hey, you could you could be you know growing up in Jamaica Queens and come up, and next thing you know, you own seven different companies and you're involved in a billion <laughs> different things you have your 18 million different companies all you're doing all sorts of dumb shit all the time and i bet you if he goes bankrupt loses every dollar he's the kind of guy that would be like all right man i'll do it again not a problem well all right uh because we're talking about billionaire investing and diversifying uh it's time for some feedback that only hurts me okay Ooh, this is a special one. You know what happens now? What? Oh, my gosh. It's time for... From the studios of Crime and Music, it's time for the Erie Canal Soda Pop Report! Now, if you guys are new to our show, I'm just going to let you know we have a lot of comments on one particular episode. <laughs> it's the Erie Canal Soda Pop Festival it's episode. It's unexplainable why why people continue to have to comment about that one episode. It was a great episode, right, Brian? I love it. It's honestly one of my favorite episodes. That's up there with like Sinatra and the Blues Brothers. I mean, that's that's one of the ones, man. I, so share that with your Canadian friends in Wawa. But... But why do we get so much on that and not, I mean, it's it's like a lightning rod. All right, is this? Well, I'll tell you, too. The second thing that seems to happen is these people were there. So here's a YouTube comment from Ed Crone, Quran, Crone. Quote from Ed, quote, no, wrong. It was on Bull Island in Posey County near Griffith, Indiana. I live in Evansville. Look it up on Wikipedia. It was slated to be in Chandler, but it was moved near Griffith, Indiana. Bull Island is also on Google Maps. Well, thanks, Ed. Uh, I looked it up on uh, Wikipedia, and they never mentioned Ed Crone. Um, I'm just going to take his word verbatim. I now believe everything Ed said, because <laughs> that's just easier to do than actually looking it up for me. I will tell you what I did is I did look it up, and actually, we said what Ed said. I, so I thought I guess we did. Ed is just backing us up. We did. I Be- know. I don't know. I, maybe it's different on YouTube. No, because know. there, there but, was a uh, situation where there was supposed to be they were supposed to be in one side of the state line, and they were on the other side. Oh yeah, no. But I, it was because there was you know an me. island, and then the road you right. had to come in onto the island from the other state, but it was actually the other in Indiana. I don't know. Right. But it's. Very hey. amazing to me that people are still so involved in this show. <laughs> Appreciate the comment, Ed. I really do. I love it. Yeah, if anybody else wishes to comment, uh, and you can, you too can be featured on the Erie Canal Soda Pop Report. I gotta read more than happy. I'm gonna have to, to go re-listen. Actually, to that. there's more coming. I will tell you, there is more coming. There's more out there. <laughs> so you'll hear more. <laughs> and now our our weekly report on the Soda Pop Erie Canal. Soda pop. Though. It almost could be weekly. I tell you, I get more of those uh, than just about anything else. More of those than Skittles poetry. Wow, that's up there. All right, Skittles, you better up uh, your game, bro. Yeah, right. Challenge is gauntlet's throwing, buddy. Uh, but right now, we have your favorite and mine, Speak Pipe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we have a Speak Pipe from Val the Mad Canadian. Hey, guys. You wonder why I'm mad so 
Hoffman here. It hails today here in Canada. Hail. On the 27th May. That's my birthday today. Hey. And it hails outside. It hails. Ha happy birthday. Love you guys. Bye. Well, happy birthday, Val. Thank you for listening. And did she say it was hailing outside? Oh, I'm sorry for the last message. It's snowing outside now. Everybody's happy here. I don't, I don't understand anything in Canada. I want to go anywhere else. I, I just... It's my birthday and it's snowing here. It's snowing. Um. So do we know when these... What what day of the week? What uh uh I'm not, what what was the date that she sent those? When when was it snowing in Canada? Uh, she said it's like March 27th or something like that. So, <laughs> so it's snowing and hailing on on Val the Mad Canadian's birthday. Oh wait, what? But there's more. Oh okay. Stop. It's snowing. I can't. It's my birthday. I know. But it's snowing outside. I can't. I just can't. Val the Mad Canadian, everybody. Woo! Um, wow, that they, they were really good singers. <laughs> singers. Thank you, Val. If you'd like to be like Val, go to our website, hit the speak pipe button, leave a message for us. A happy birthday, Val. And it sounds like you had a crowd of people around you entertaining as they might have been. I don't think their voices came through in the proper content. The, the, the microphone was a, it made my ears bleed a little bit. But it was <laughs> awesome that everybody was there celebrating with you in the snow. Maybe you got to make a snowman on your birthday. All right. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Val's been a listener from from the beginning. I'm sure she's. Oh, listening. she challenges. Yeah, she's listening to every episode. She's up there with uh, Superfan Michelle, super as, fan. Uh, who's the most Superfan. Yeah, Superfan Val. She's our biggest Superfan Val. Our biggest super Canadian fan, fan. I think. Oh, that is a hundred percent sure. Sure, for shizzles. I, I would say that she owns Canada as the crime of music fan right. for sure cool thank you thank you well, hey because we're talking about super fans and people in canada it's time to wrap up another episode so please uh if you would you don't have to but go leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts at if you want to talk to us at crime and music on any of the social medias if you want to send us songs or artwork we've got some of that stuff if you check out some of the uh, facebook's and the, the, the twitters and stuff to see some of those things um go to feedback at crime in music and you can send us larger files there if there's anything you ever need from us guys just let us know and like the song says never trust a big butt and a smile hey you want to do our next episode on a boat it's a boat time that's canadian progressive presents adjusting to the suburbs I never really thought about tools until I bought a house in the suburbs. It's like this weird homeowner test if I need a tool for a project and don't have it. And my neighbor Ted loves to give me that look when I ask to borrow a pole saw. A year ago, I didn't even know pole saws existed. And now I gotta borrow one from Ted? What is happening? 
Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.